Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. BD, everybody was telling me that I couldn't win this way, that, you know, you you, you can't win with Lambeer shooting jump shots. You can't win playing pick and roll basketball. You know, they, they're going to challenge you physically. You know, you had to be good with your hands and you had to let them know right away that I like to fight and by the way, I'm good at it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, him and hers, them, us, we, this is a special, special episode of Point God, presented by Slick and iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Baron Davis, a.k.a. Boom Dizzle, a.k.a. B. Diddy, a.k.a. Too Easy. This show, The Point God Show, is about the guards with God-given talent, originals, masterpieces, work of arts, guys who have pioneered the sport, and the position of point God. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. Should I say it again? It's time to introduce not only my hero, right? But as an LA guard growing up, I found him. I found somebody who looked like me. I found somebody who moved the way I wanted to move. I found somebody who could dribble like the way I was trying to dribble, right? I found somebody who can get down and get busy. And he may seem little, but he was the biggest dude on the court. A pioneer, a David who slayed the Goliaths. Your favorites took him down, walked him off the court, and went back to his porch like him and his homeboys were wild pit bulls back in the 80s. Defined basketball, the grit, the toughness, the inspiration, the leadership, the style, the charisma an NBA champion, an all-star, a finals MVP, a, a magician to the unknown, right? Um, my hero, the godfather of all point gods, ladies and gentlemen. They call him Zeke. I call him Mr. Thomas. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Isaiah Thomas. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow, that was, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's real. Gave me chill. <laughs> hey, man, thank, it's, it's real. You, I want to thank you for, one, being a part of this. This show could not be the Point God show 
unless we had you on this show, Mr. Isaiah Thomas. Thank you for joining us. Well, I, I am honored, and, and, and as you know, and I've told you this before, extremely proud of you, not only what you've done on the floor, but what you continue to do off the floor and just raising the bar, raising the level, and keeping it all, you know, 100 for all of us. So thank you. <laughs> I, 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 you know, uh, you know, with you, it's like you, you've, you've done it all, right? And you didn't have to, right? You, you are the standard of a champion, a player, a businessman, an entertainer, uh, an entrepreneur, an investor. Um, I think you're the golden standard. You know, you are the golden standard for me. You are the golden standard for a lot of the point guards that are now considered great point guards of today. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, talk about, like, you know, just to jump right in, like, you smart. So you picked your path, right, of originality. Like, wh what was that choice and what did you decide when, when, when you set out to be great? I think the key word you just hit on was originality. Uh, because when I came in, I, I, I wasn't tall like Magic, so I couldn't play like a 6'9 point guard. I couldn't play like a 6'7 a, a point guard, like a Michael Ray Richardson or, or Reggie Theus, or, you know, Sidney Moncrief, Paul Cressy. All, of, all the teams were had really sized up to six, seven, six, eight, six, nine point guards. And none of their styles really fit the way I wanted to play. So trying to find, you know, original style in the NBA that you can win with, mm -hmm. you know, keyword win with, right. Uh, you know, was, was a difficult, uh, you know, path for me because a, the media, you know, they didn't, they didn't want to see, small people succeed because at that time only the centers or the, you know, the six, eight to six, six guys, they were the only ones who could, you know, really win championships right? because all the offenses were geared towards their style. Uh -huh. The rules was geared toward their style. Right. And, and then the offensive schemes were mm -hmm. geared toward Absolutely. their style. Absolutely. So trying to be uh, original and, you know, be the, you know, the little, the, the salmon swimming upstream, not getting <laughs> caught by the bears, you know, that was, um, it was a, it was a unique choice. It was a difficult choice because for so many years, you know, BD, everybody was telling me that I couldn't win this way, that, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you can't win with Lambeer shooting jump shots. You can't win playing pick and roll basketball. And you had to have a, a low post center, big guy to, to win. And you had to have a, you know, a big, tall point guard. So, you know, during that period of time, it was it was difficult because everyone was telling me that I couldn't. But as you hit on the key word, you know, being original uh, was was something that set me aside that made it difficult for others to guard me yeah. because I was original. Yeah, I love that. And like I want to talk uh, just dive into the era. Right. Because, you know, it. it in in the 70s or late 70s the guards start to become big guards 
right? And then the early 80s, right? And then Magic hit the scene. Now you got Moncrief, you got Magic, like you were saying, uh, Theus, you, um, you know, you got all these big guards, right? And, you know, talk about, you know, just almost like how, how, how tough that era was and being a point guard coming up with like, you know, the Jay Humphreys, all, you know what I mean? Like all these dudes that were just, you know, like, you know, kind of like bullies, you know what I mean? Like basketball bullies, Michael Ray Richardson, all these dudes with basketball bullies. Talk about that era because, you know, I think a lot of times when we talk in basketball and we talk in point guards and point guards, we usually miss the, that transition era, right? From the late 70s to when you came in, you know, in the 80s. You know, can you talk about, like, early Isaiah NBA and, like, who were some of the toughest matchups you face? So, um, you know, when you, when you go back to, you know, 81, 82, when I came in, um, you know, your, your, your great, uh, UCLA Bruin, um, you know, alumni, Marcus Johnson, mm-hmm. you know, he was, he was the point forward. He wow. was the, the, you know, one of the point guards that was, you know, kind of leading it and doing it and, and everybody was big. Um, you know, Dennis Johnson had just won uh, MVP uh, coming out of Pepperdine, yep. playing for uh, Seattle with uh, Gus Williams. So, uh, you know, everyone was was kind of big. And as you say, they were they were tough. So the the first thing coming in as a smaller person into the NBA, you know, they they're gonna challenge you physically. And as you said, everybody was playing bully ball, so you know, you had to be good with your hands and you had to let them know right away that, Hey, I know how to fight. Yeah. <laughs> I like to fight. And by the way, I'm good at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, so we put the ball down and, and we can do this in the gym or we can do it outside. Yep. I, don't, I don't care where you want to do it at. I'm capable and I like doing it. And, and you got to so, have that mentality, right? Because, that mentality. because, you know, these, these dudes going to walk up, they going to elbow you. Right. They 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 gonna catch you gonna steal the ball from them, they gonna try and clip you on the break. Right. Talk about like that mentality coming in. Cause you like you young, you little, you coming off some success, you know what I mean? And like that probably made them even more mad. (laughs) My 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 first training camp, um, you know, and I was fortunate enough to have uh a guy like Ronnie Lee. Uh Uh-huh. Ronnie Lee also was a black belt in karate. Okay. <laughs> and, and people didn't know this, I was a black belt also. Okay. So okay. our first training camp, you know, he you know, he he hit me kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like DD, he's six three, he 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 bigger than you, like you six three, uh-huh. but he like he like wide and you know, and he yeah. and every time and every time he make a sound, he would get like a Bruce Lee sound, like oi, oi, <laughs> you know, oi. <laughs> and so, and so I'm going. I'm driving baseline, and he went to cut me off, right? Uh-huh. But when he went to hand check me, he hand checked me right in the forehead. Like, you know? and I'm like, hey, ooey my ass, right? Okay, I put the ball down. Like, hey man, either we gonna play basketball, or we gonna fight. Like, no, 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 man, this this just how I play. You know, and this is what you got to get used to. Yeah. Now, if if Ronnie Lee had, you know, 
you know, rough me up during training camp. Yeah. So coming out, you know, I, I would have, you know, I, I wouldn't have been ready. So, right. you know, the, the fight game in the, in the 70s, early 80s, right, as a small point guard, you had to be ready to throw down. <laughs> I remember we were playing in Chicago and uh, Ricky Sobers, who played at Las Vegas, uh-huh. and he was playing for the Chicago Bulls. And uh, we had just beat the Milwaukee Bucks the night before uh, in in uh, Detroit. Quinn Buckner was the big point yeah. guard. Mm-hmm. You know? Shout out to so Quinn. Now I come to come to Chicago and Ricky Sobers, you know, he and Reggie Theus, they they in the backcourt. And I remember Ricky Sobers, he was the tough guy, you know, and he was, you know, he hit me a couple of times. And I ain't gonna lie, I was a little scared of Ricky. <laughs> he had that kind of crazy look in his eye. You know, but I remember standing there at, at half court and I pointed over to all my brothers and all my friends <laughs> and I said, hey, I just want you to know you live here. All right. <laughs> And you see all them people over there? Man. Yeah, my people. Now you hit me one more time. Don't you know, play. I, I thought we was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we I, was good. Man, I, you know, and, and, you know, I felt like this uh, similar with me. Like, when I was coming up, like, everybody was, you know, you got the Zoes, you got the Patrick Ewins, and, you know, they don't like, you know, even even the guard. Nobody, the big dudes, they don't like little dudes moving around doing all that shit. You know what I mean? But you got to have this fight, right? But you also, like, I think that is that is a, that's what you see when you, when, when you watch Isaiah Thomas, right? It's like, hey, you, like, you don't want to get out, right? Like, look, I'm going to play my game. I'm going to run my team. But if you make this personal, I'm gonna cut your ass up. Can you can you talk about like there's a switch that you have, right? <laughs> now you talked about how you like, all right, let's put the ball down. Now you got the ball in your hand. There's a what is that switch, man? Cause I was like trying to like, ah, how did what is it? Well, I, I grew up on the west side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And- you know, and, and growing up in my in my neighborhood, you know, very similar to yours. All of us grew up in very similar neighborhoods where, um, you know, you 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 really had to learn how to compete, mm-hmm. and you had to learn how to compete hard. And there's a difference between uh, competing hard and then going into fight mode, mm-hmm. right? So we we can compete hard and go at it, right? Yep. And then there's another mode where it's like, okay, you go into fight mode. Mm-hmm. And what I was able to do as a smaller guy is is stay on the compete hard level, mm-hmm. but make that my opponent go into fight mode. Mm. Once he went into fight mode, mm-hmm. then he couldn't think. And then I can outmaneuver him. My team can outmaneuver him. Because they're they're in fight mode, mm-hmm. where we're competing hard. They ready to throw fists, but we still trying to make baskets. Right. You know, and 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 that's that's kind of the difference in terms of, you know, and, and you got to be able to push your opponent that far. Right. You got to be able to push. You got to be able to push him to the wall, where where he's got to make a decision: Do I want to win the game, or do I want to fight? Mm-hmm. And and if he decides he wants to win the game, 
can he compete at that level in, mm. of intensity uh-huh. and concentrate uh-huh. at that level of intensity that you bring in, you know, for 48 minutes, for two and a half hours. Uh-huh. You're going to have to think your way through this. You're going to have to be intense doing it. And every time you make a mistake, we're going to tap your ass. Mm. Yo, 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 we got to tap in real quick. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. That's like the science. Like, I want to keep going on that, right? Because, all right, now, let's say you, you know, you and I are competing hard, right? Mm. Yeah. And I'm trying to win the game, right? Yeah. Talk about the like the engineer mechanisms of how you can turn me into fight mode, right? As 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 the mastermind, right? So like whether it's a personal thing, whether oh I can get him scoring, you know, like what are those elements that you know if it's like damn this is a tough matchup, man. This dude, you know, it's a Jason Kidd, another thinker. How do how do you get a Jason Kidd? to to exist or another great point guard to go into that fight mode where you have the advantage? So if I'm competing against you physically, um, you know, the, the thing that I want to do right away as a smaller person is eliminate all of your genetic gifts. Your genetic gift of size, where you're taller than me, then your genetic gift of you being able to jump higher than me, Okay, all of that I'm going to take away, and and now and now we know we're we're, we're sized the same, mm-hmm. and and now it becomes a game of concentration. Yeah, and and can you can you physically and mentally think your way through this maze with intensity? Mm-hmm. So I, I am attacking every part of your emotional being. Your five senses, mm-hmm. what you hear, me saying, mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> right? Absolutely, what absolutely. You see it in front of you, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Even to the point of, you know, I'm, I am measuring your breath, you know, in terms of how you breathe it. Mm. If I hear you breathing hard, okay, then I know you ain't in that good of shape. So I'm going to run a little bit faster uh-huh. just to see. Yeah, right? kick it up a notch. Yeah, right? Pick it up a notch. So I'm, I'm I'm testing all of your senses every every second of the game. But now mm. if I see that you don't break, now I move to your teammate because mm. this is a game. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So now 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 if 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 you're not going to break, then I got to find that weak link. Who's that weak link tonight? Yeah. Who's that guy that went out last night? Ain't in shape, stayed out, so forth and so on. So now okay, do Mars we're going to run this guy off a screen for the next 10 plays. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, 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 and now not only are we going to exhaust him physically, but what we're doing is exhausting him mentally also. And the point and the point guard and the point yeah. guard. Cause now I got to worry about you attacking my weakest yeah. link, which, which yeah. yes, go ahead. Keep going. So every time you hit a pick, mm-hmm. right. That takes a little bit out of you. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you get tired of running around those picks. Right. You get a you get a little weaker. Right. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit weaker. 
Well, now that I see you getting weaker, I'm no different than Tom Brady playing quarterback, right? Right. Tom Brady ain't throwing the bomb every time, but what Tom Brady will do, he'll find that one mismatch Mm -hmm. and he'll be satisfied with taking him five yards every time. Absolutely. Boom, 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 Mm -hmm. boom. Until all of a sudden, now your defense has to make an adjustment. And when your defense makes an adjustment, I have the ball up top so I can see all the adjustments being made. And when you make that adjustments, now again, I'm going to pick your part Mm. because now you got to cover the weak link. That's Whenever masterful. you have to cover the weak link, I'm going to take advantage of that weakness. Now, coming back down court, again, I'm attacking all your five senses yeah. emotionally, right? So that weak link that I've found, now I'm talking to you as the opponent about uh-huh. that weak link. Man, yep. what y'all going to do about him? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then as the point guard, as the point guard, you that automatically sends me into a a fight mode because I have to defend my teammate. So now I can't get into the mano a mano and match your intensity because now my focus, right, is not on matching you where I need to be. And and your consistency is here. My fight is now in fight and protection of, damn, I got to protect the weak link, which means I have to go out of my comfort zone of thinking, right, of yep. actually doing. So I yep. so that means I have to on offense try harder, right? Yep. That means on defense I now may have to switch, right? Yep. Which really fucks things up. Yes, it does. <clears throat> because at that point, you just haven't you I mean, you just having all the cards in your hand and you dealing whatever you want. And then I'm making you <laughs> Really, really mad. Because <laughs> you talk, you're talking to him at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that well, is... I'm telling you what, you know, no different than Muhammad Ali would tell you, hey, I'm getting ready to, I'm getting ready to hit you with this punch. Oh, you, it, it's coming now. You you, you ain't going to block it? Mm-hmm. Boom. You ain't, it's coming again. You ain't going to block it? Boom. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute. You going to help off of him and you going to leave me open? Okay, well, take this with you. <laughs> <laughs> That, that dude, that, like, what are some of the matchups or some of the dudes that you was like, all right, dude, like, I'm ready to fucking play soon as I'm, uh, let's start the game when I get off the plane so we can get this over with because I got anxiety. I got to get at this dude one time. Who, yeah, who, who yeah. are some of those guards that you just love? Oh, my God. I'm, oh, this is the one. This is my matchup. I'm loving this. The, the number one guy was Magic Johnson. Absolutely. And, and, and the reason why is because he was playing the same type of head game. Yes. And he was 6'9 playing it. And uh-huh. you grew up in L.A., so you know all his L.A. Oh legendary stories. Oh, my right? gosh. <clears throat> how he would cheat, how he would hey, do man. this. Hey, oh, man. He's doing we, everything to mess we, with you emotionally. Hey, can we talk about Magic Johnson and the way he used to cheat? In pickup yeah. game. And yeah. people would get so frustrated. And I'd be like, dog, it's Magic Johnson. Like, he's not going to give you the ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to cut you off. And I'm going to tell, tell you the story that you're getting ready to tell me. Okay. Game point. Uh-huh. They got the ball. And if he miss, it's a foul. It's a foul. <laughs> And and the only time it's not a foul is when he makes it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I remember they finally started letting me play at UCLA, right? And I'm on the court, and I'm like, man, this dude, you know. And it's summertime, everybody kind of like just no, nobody want to get hurt. They just getting their steps and all that shit, trying to get their workout in. And I was like, man, if I can pick Magic Johnson, you know what I mean? If I get him, dude, that's going to make my world, right? Yeah. So, you know, he get the, get the long rebound. He, uh, he pushing, yeah. you know, a little light push. He bounced the ball, and I was, boom, I was gone. I took the ball down. He was like, I dunk. Uh, young fella, good job. You know, you fouled me. I was like, I, <laughs> he was like, you know, you fouled me, right? I said, yeah. Bring yeah. that, bring that back. <laughs> like basically, like, hey, bro, I'm in my, I'm in my swag, and I'm pushing the rock, and you are, in, like, if you are in the way, it's a foul. <laughs> right. Wait, and then the next time, right? He coming down, and you try to, and you try to pick him, and then he hits you. Yeah. With that. <laughs> oh, oh. Back up. Back up. Back like, up. Oh, shit. Talk about that matchup, though, man. Just talk about, like, what was y'all saying to each other? Like, because y'all was probably talking shit before the yeah. game. <laughs> but he, he was he was by far the smartest player mm-hmm. I ever played against. Got it. Because BD, every time, I mean, every single time you made a mistake, mm-hmm. he took advantage of it. Yep. And I mean, he read every situation correctly, mm-hmm. and and it forced you to get better because he'll be coming down saying, "Hey, hey, James, James, hey, James, hey." When he turned his head, oh, yep, yeah, got him just like that, <laughs> and, and worthy laying it up, right? <laughs> you know, Man. or he'll be coming down, hey, cool, cool, oh uh, no, Kareem, right? Uh. So he talking, he talking the whole game, and he telling you what he's going to do. Or he's misdirecting. Uh huh. You know, so 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 his voice now became, you know, it became a deceptive tool out on the floor that you had to really concentrate. Okay, damn, do I listen to what he's saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. He defending. Right. Him. Right. Right. Is he lying? Not. Is he? Is he tricking me? Mm-hmm. But, but all of those things came into play. So. You know, so when you came to play against Magic Johnson, you had to be on 10 for the whole game, you know. And that's the way it was with Bird with the Celtics. I yeah. mean, them guys, they were so, so, so smart. I mean, every time you made a mistake, Dennis Johnson, you know, Maxwell, Mikhail, I mean, they took advantage of, mm-hmm. you know, every time you made a mistake. I don't mean just one time. Right. Every time you made a mistake, there was like bucket. Bucket, bucket, and it just made you tougher, made you better, made you smarter. I love that. And so, like, a, 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 as the godfather, right, of 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 point guards, right, in this era, would you say that when you're there now, right, grown up, Chicago has bred you. Chicago gave you the fight, right. They've been picking on you in the league. It's time to get down, right? You you have. When did you decide? When did when did it come to you, right? That 
your greatness, right, was was right around the corner, right? Was there a moment, right, at at that point where you're like, yo, I'm I'm the best point guard in the league? I would say after um, after my third year, after I had gone around a couple of years and really seen everybody, mm-hmm. um, and and I got to a point where it was like, okay, I, I, I think I can win this way because my first couple of years, I was still trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. you know, still trying to yep. figure out, you know, what was the Lakers doing? What was Philadelphia doing? What was Boston doing? And, you know, I was following those teams with notepads, taking notes, trying to figure out how can I get my team like theirs? Mm-hmm. And then after my third year, I realized like, I ain't going to never get a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> right, right. But these guys ain't going to never be on my team. Right. Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. Um, how do I win with what I got? Right? And so all style had to be different than the Lakers. Mm-hmm. It had to be different than, than the Celtics. So... I went back to my old philosophies on defense. Mm-hmm. My high school team was one of the best defensive teams ever in high school. Dope. Look at my college team in terms of what we did in the tournament. One of the best college teams defensively ever in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And then my NBA team, you know, is still known for being Absolutely. one of the best defensive teams ever in the NBA. Absolutely. So that's where I went back to my roots and started saying, okay, how can I stop you from scoring? Mm. I can't, I can't keep up with you from a scoring standpoint. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I know how to do is stop the opponent from scoring. Mm. Make it difficult for him to make shots. I ain't gonna be able to block his shots, but through my quickness, through our team speed, through our game scheming, right? How can we make it difficult for this player to be ineffective or not as effective? as he is against other players. And that's, and after my third year, that's, that's the path that I started taking. And so, um, and so at that point you were like, all right, we're going to be defensive oriented. Right. Mm -hmm. But the majority of the offense is going to fall on you. Right. And what were you thinking about, let's say, going into year four? Like, how did you train? You know what I mean? Because it's that, it's that year where you like, you know what? Fuck it, man. I got to go for it. Man, I can't be sitting back. You know, it's been two years. I've been playing the way they want me to. Like, man, like, what, what, was, what was that? Because not only did you have to change defensively, but you also had to, like, take on a lot more responsibility Right. Because you're in that category, but you wanted to be in that category. Right. That category. That category. Right. So what was the way you can get into that category is to win. Right. So, BD, like and and you remember this because your senior year in high school, you was that dude, too, on your team. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and anytime you wanted to, you had the green light. You get 40 a night. Yep. But. Would y'all win? Right. So for me, it it came down to, okay, how can I uplift my teammates? Yep. How can I make them better? Because I know if this guy gets 15, 
this yeah. guy get 15, this guy gets seven, this guy get nine, this guy, get, you know, it's a lot of us scoring now. Right. They, they stop all of us. Right. Right. If all of us become a threat, then defensively the opponent ain't good enough to stop all of us. Absolutely. So, so now my scoring is going to continue to decrease. Just like yours had to do, yeah, for your sure. Junior year, senior year, high yeah, school. Yeah, when you start making other people better, absolutely, right. Now the critics and the people who write about you in the media, uh huh. You know, and it, and, and I never forget this. When my brother told me, he said, "Junior, when they start measuring you against you, you got that." Stay tuned for part two. Because the GOAT, Isaiah Thomas himself, is about to take us to Point God School. Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 